Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running our own float centers while we provide insights and tips along the way. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias at Art of the Float. And of course, you can join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe. That's the gold bar on the left side of artofthefloat.com. That's also where you can find show notes, links, pictures from any episode that we talk about. If we talk about it, we try to get it up there. If you'd like to help support the show, you can by um, going to our products page on artofthefloat.com. If you bookmark that Amazon link, it just means that every time you purchase something on Amazon, a few ducats come our way. We really appreciate that. You can also find consulting links there as well. I'm joined tonight, as always, um, with Amy of Float Nashville, Lance of the Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, and I'm one of your other hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop with my wife, Sandra Calm, in Portland, Oregon. So, uh, yeah, we've got the love between all of our hosts tonight. I'm excited. Those are some of my favorite episodes, so I'm excited to get down and share with what's going on with us. And um, before we get to that, I do want to mention that uh, marketing is easily the most requested topic or brought up the most from our listeners. Um, People are all hungry to understand marketing better, and you can absolutely spend weeks of time looking at different uh, marketing platforms, uh, social media tools, all that stuff. But really, it all starts with a plan. It all starts with a a plan to implement everything based off of. And that's what our marketing roundtable on May 17th is all about. It's about how to design a plan to implement your marketing. And so we're really excited about it. I've seen it. I've seen it. And it's good. (laughs) I'm learning. And uh, and yeah, we're just all contributing to this really, really amazing roundtable discussion. So if you want to up your game here in 2017, this is the time. This is the one to sign up for. And if you're interested, we have three roundtables on marketing this year. And uh, so just sign up for the season pass if you want to join us for for all of these. Uh, Artofthefloat.com forward slash roundtable is where you want to go to check that out. I also want to give a shout out to FloatAway. FloatAway started out in 1999 with the Tranquility Float Tank, and they've been innovating ever since then. They've got... uh, Float cabins, float arounds, motorized doors, all in a a very small footprint with the the pump inside of the float tank. Uh, It's pretty pretty innovative when that came out as well and continues to be. And um, yeah, they're in over 49 different countries. They're they're representing the Tranquility Float Tank across the world. You can go to floataway.com if you want to look into their float tanks, whether it's Tranquility, Float Around, or their float cabins. Again, that's floataway.com. Woohoo. All right, guys. Sweet. Let's see here. Hey guys, it's good. It's just good to see you. I know it, yeah. <laughs> kind of cover that every week, but it really is just a pleasure to, to see you guys. And good to uh, see you. Thank you. Where should we start here, Lance? <laughs> should we start with you? <laughs> I feel like there's been buildup over the last few episodes of what's been going on at your your center about what's gonna go on anyway. You want to? Yeah, share? it's just yeah. Just today, actually, they they've been digging digging this giant hole this giant trench um, just to the east of our building and today they finally made up to the road um, they're mm-hmm. digging this trench because they're replacing the main water main um, in our area so we're getting the whole front of our road completely ripped up and they're digging I think it's about 15 feet down and oh, replacing wow. water line and then they have to pack it all back up and and um, they're actually going to be doing from what I heard, they're changing our road. Right now, we just have a paved road out front um, that sort of overlooks the river. Um, they're actually going to be doing cobblestone up front, oh, and wow. that's going to be sort of a 
road that they can shut down for like foot traffic only if they have outdoor events or things like that going on. So there are some big changes happening in front of us. But unfortunately, when you run a a float center, (laughs) you don't like vibrations and sounds and equipment and and screeching metal. It's it's just not good. So today I got the first few rumbles and I'm assuming tomorrow morning they're going to be going hard. So... Uh, do you oh, have any idea man. how long this construction is going to last, what their plan is? Um, it's only supposed to last about three weeks max. Oh, um, awesome. But that's, that's, excuse me, you got the hiccup. That's if um, nothing goes wrong. So right. that's if there's no... <laughs> we all know about construction. That's if the, nothing yeah. ever goes wrong. Especially like this time of year, it's it's our rainy month. It's, it's usually mm-hmm. snow or rain that comes in May. And Crazy. when you're trying to dig a big hole and it turns into mud you, you have to shut down until it dries out so wow um we're hoping that everything stays on schedule and we have a little impact as possible to our business mm-hmm. but um last time they said it was only supposed to be a month and it was like over a year so oh. um, hopefully yeah. this time it, it goes a little quicker and a little more yeah. efficient I know last week we talked a little bit about how you were going to deal with this with your clients. Have you mm-hmm. sent out some social media? Or have you sent out an email? Or how are you how are you letting them know what's going to happen? Do you mm-hmm. do you know how you're going to handle it? Nope. This is no. sort of a lesson we've learned from the the past um, construction mm-hmm. we've had around our building is we're not going to be like sending notifications, telling people they may hear sounds and vibrations and noises because for one. Um, that's probably going to turn people away from floating, especially when we're getting into our slow time. Everyone's getting huh. outdoors. It's getting nicer. They're doing the barbecues, all oh. that stuff. And we don't want to be having to discount our service to bring down our cost per, you know, how much we're bringing in per float right. um, during this time. So how we're going to deal with it, if there is someone does get out early or they have a, a poor float, we'll honor that afterwards. Um, but we're not going to be priming these people saying, hey, you may hear sounds and there may be vibrations. If you do, we'll give you a discount. You know, that's um, I think we, we did that our first year of business and that got us nowhere. So now we're, hmm. you know, if you're disturbed in your tank, you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk after. But we made we got signages and stuff being made for parking, um, just easier direction. So people know where to go, mm-hmm. know where to park, you know, and um, all wow. of everyone people are booking. Um, with their confirmation email, um, they're also getting all these directions and, and signage and nice. things like that as well. So, oh, nice. Nice. We're not, like I said, we are letting people know what's going on, but we're not, you know, telling them, beware of vibrations and sounds. So we're trying to trying to keep it on the... Yeah. Well, you know, and I think we've all mentioned this at some point or another that we're sitting in a lobby and we're thinking, oh, my gosh, every sound yeah. there. Yes, they must yes. be like in their tank, oh you God, know, their float is ruined. They're, they're ruined ruined. and they're upset and they're getting angry in the tank and they come out and you're like, was it everything OK? And you're like, oh, they're like, oh, yeah, it's great. Sure. You didn't hear anything. And they've yeah. heard absolutely nothing yeah. Yeah. and they have no clue what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully there'll be a lot of that. Yeah, they were in another world talking to aliens. We were just worried about (laughs) it. Yeah. yeah. Amy, that's a really good point. And that's kind of one of the reasons we didn't notify people when that condo was being built, too. Mm Because, like, A, I don't know when they're going to be 
you know, just making a ton of crazy noise and when they aren't. And so like, why put it in somebody's head that there's going to yeah. be this, this noise. And then like Amy said, they usually don't hear anything or the entire house shakes and they totally do. Yeah. In which case, great. You know, it's, this floats on us. It's usually one or the other. If it's small noises that come up, people can usually um, just ignore it or push it to the side, but you know, either they don't hear it or it's, you know, shaking the tank <laughs> and they got to get out. So Hopefully we don't uh, encounter much of that. That's for sure. Yeah, right. And I really ho- do hope they stick to that three-week time. That would be really, really yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and but like we all know, those things can <laughs> last quite a long time. <laughs> I uh, keep us keep us up to date on that. I'd I'd really like to know how that continues. I'd love of to know. Amy, how are, how are you doing? How's your week been? It has been uh, lovely. And I say that because, once again, I am in Florida this week, working uh, virtually from a very sunny, sunny location, which has been fantastic, with the exception of I'm finding out there's sharks in the river here. River sharks? What? Uh, yeah, river sh- freshwater oh, sharks. They were yeah. a myth. Wow. Um, no, it was true. I was dangling my feet in as they were uh, throwing fish innards over the side when they decided <laughs> to tell me this. Nice. Probably... Probably uh, would have liked to have known before that point, but uh, I still have all my feet, so life is good. And uh, congratulations! Congrats. Thank you, I, I appreciate that. Uh, and I'm learning how to run a float center from afar for at least short periods of time, which is which has been kind of kind of tough. But we're we're making do. We're making do. What what kind of challenges are you seeing from that? You know, a lot of it is. Okay, so I admit a lot of it is me. I don't like not knowing what's going on, and. <laughs> A lot of it is, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm having to ask a lot of questions. Communication. If there was a little bit more communication, and I'm not putting that blame on anyone in particular at my float center, but I think we need to have, I think we're learning we need to have better communication mm-hmm. systems in place because mm-hmm. I'm noticing that I'm redoing some work that has already oh, been done, not realizing that, that, has, mm-hmm. that that's been going on. So uh, communication has been our biggest issue for sure, plus Quite frankly, I'm down here with my parents, who I don't get to see very often, and so my schedule sitting at a computer has not been normal. Um, You know, we're going out. I I admit, I'm taking some time to go out in the boat and maybe head out to the beach a little bit, and and so I'm kind of back and forth here and there, always playing catch up, but but, um, so it's always a a challenge. I need to get my, yeah, it's life, and... uh, I usually am better than I have been on this trip, so I, I take a lot of that blame as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, communication because I'm not I'm not at the computer all the time. I'm not in right uh, connection well, g- with everyone. Good, Amy. I mean, honestly, <laughs> well, I know. Get out I on know. the boat. Have a good time. Get get bit by a shark. Uh, get bit by a shark. Be okay. Uh, we all need to be bit by a shark once in our life, even if it's a, a freshwater. If it's a freshwater. Um, yeah, so yeah, there's lots of dangerous animals down here in Florida. <laughs> Wish I would have known that. Um, they all seem to be coming out right now. Oh, wow. Uh, but, uh, but on the other side, hey, I'm hanging out with some dolphins, some porpoises. Oh, we saw wow. some manatees. So it's been kind of cool. That's amazing. Uh, Can I yeah. ask a question about the communication mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. Um, so Mark is your lead like on he, deck. He's my manager. Yeah, he's it, my manager there. Is mm-hmm. there another lead uh, beneath him, if you want to put it that way? Like Not at this chart? Not at this point. Okay. Um, we the way that we did it is we are delegating. Everyone's kind of picked up these specific jobs mm. that 
has that has their heart so or that they enjoy doing so like we have someone who deals with inventory and I don't I don't get in her way she does all the inventory um I answer her questions but I defer to her because she's really organized she does a good job and we have some social media people we have people taking on different projects but ultimately their job is to communicate with Mark unless I'm part of that project Mm -hmm. but ultimately uh, I have to be careful I want to make sure Mark retains his kind of his power. (laughs) So I don't want to ever, I want to always defer, make sure I'm deferring to him. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I I found it to be a little bit difficult for the whole business to know where to send communications, especially when there's like interpersonal stuff going on or like, Hey, you know, Dylan sucked at closing. Well, actually that's actually a really good one. What if Dylan didn't do it right? You know, like (laughs) do I email Dylan? And, um, but but really, like on the on the day to day stuff, like how does the communication flow upwards or mm-hmm. <laughs> around and these tributaries of communication <laughs> and like how do we make sure that the right communications get to myself and Sandra or Mark and yourself? You know, it's um, I, I kind of weird. Like, yeah, we're totally mm-hmm. a small business, but we are running a company. You know, like it mm-hmm. is a business, and there's just all sorts of stuff buzzing around all the time, whether it's process improvements or, you know, we should switch to a different product, but also like, again, that interpersonal stuff. And, um, Sandra and I can't and shouldn't know every little detail, but it's hard to determine what we should, what should stop at say Emily, who would be our lead at the float shop. And, uh, without overwhelming her, when do you bypass Emily and just send it straight to us without bothering her? I was just hoping you might have some, a few insights on that. Come on, Amy, let's now, see a, a few gems. <laughs> now, this is from my business coach. One thing that did help us, we sat down and Mark and I, with our business coach, John, uh, sat down and made a list. And John went through this huh. list and he's like, okay, who's in charge of HR? We're like, okay, Amy, who's in charge of you know running the day-to-day at management? Mark, who makes these decisions? Who does? And we went through the list. Mm-hmm. And once we had that list and we saw all what Mark ran, all what I ran, um, it did make it a little bit more clear for us and for our employees. So they know they're fairly, they're getting fairly good. Sometimes they just get, um, I don't know, but maybe it's easier. Like, like you said, here's something that I'm very curious about, Dylan. So sometimes if it's you shutting down and you do a crappy job or Mark shutting down, he does a crappy job. Because <laughs> sometimes you do, you just get tired, you know, <laughs> shutting down do emotionally, shut down maybe. But yeah. at night, you know, when you're yeah, closing yeah, yeah. down the shop. I'm with you. Um, how do you handle it? I We had that happen and I mishandled it and it caused a few, not not big issues. We got it under control. How do I handle receiving but the feedback? How or would, you, would they come to you or would they go to Sandra? How do you, how does that have you had that issue? Have they? Um, I think they would naturally go to Emily. And they would go to Emily. Kind of go. What? Where do we take? Where do we take this information? And then Emily would pass it on to me. Um, so it's funny that I brought this up because I did close. Uh, I think it was last night or the night before. Time has become just a complete wash. I have no mm-hmm. idea what day of the week it is anymore. Anything. If I thought I didn't before, it's it's all uh, gone. But anyway. I understand. Um, uh, I, I actually requested the employee tell me because I just don't close that frequently. And I really wanted to know, you know, what details does Dylan miss so that I, I try to focus on those. Yeah. And yeah. And, and on a, on a day shift, um, I got feedback of 
you know, working on non float shop specific. <clears throat> well, I mean, technically I was working on float shop, but not the day to day employee stuff. I was working mm-hmm. on more macro stuff and that was good feedback as well. Of like, Hey, if I'm here, I need to plug in and be a supportive member of the team. Um, not, not Mr. Manager, uh, managing the business. So hopefully that, that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and that's good. I, uh, we work really hard to take criticism so that, because we don't have that in between, we don't have an Emily cause we're just too small for that at this right. point. But, um, you know, I, I do want them to feel comfortable coming to, uh, to Mark and saying, Hey, I noticed this, this, and this wasn't done when I got in in the morning. Is everything all right? Or, you know, so at first when this happened with us, they came to me and I kind of got on my high horse and I said, oh, you can come to me. And then I realized that was wrong. I was taking power away from Mark. And so we had to go through that whole thing where it's like, look, I'm sorry, I should have stayed out of it. If you could talk to Mark about that, by the way, here's some ways you might want to approach him with it. You know, what was going on? Do you want to point out on the chore list what maybe wasn't done? Or, you know, in the future, how can we, how can you have that discussion and feel comfortable? Um, But you need to, you do need to go to Mark and not to me. And that was... Got that it. was uh, that was a little touchy, a little touch and go for a while. So touch and go, because oh. <laughs> I, you know, it, it caused tension between Mark and I. It caused confusion, oh. caused confusion with our employees, and we were not very clear. And you know, it just stirred the pot. It confused them. It wasn't, it wasn't right. a good way to yeah, handle it. Yeah, right. Just clarity that yeah. that can be such a provide such a sense of security and yeah, boundaries, clarity, being clear. Yeah. So good. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time to answer that. I appreciate it. (laughs) Sure. I I think, yeah, we we totally locked down managing employees with that conversation. Everything should be smooth sailing from (laughs) here. Everything's easy now. And Lance, I I assume because your business is smaller right now, that's not such an issue of the chain of communication. (laughs) No. Not really. We, uh, Matthew and I, cross over almost every day. Mm-hmm. And then um, so we just have a Bruce. So there's three of us. So it's, uh, it's a little different yeah. <laughs> for communicating. But it is something that, that always takes work is, is proper communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but do does Matthew and does, is Bruce, do they feel confident being like, hey, you need to dust more? Or, you know, like, I mean. It's mostly Matthew and I. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> making each other accountable for our actions, being like, hey, we need to do this and we need to do this. And sometimes it feels like Bruce just, he just, he's riding the train. He's just <laughs> doing what he has to do and <laughs> does what he's told. And, and that's that. So. I love Bruce. That's great. <laughs> he's a good guy. Not to digress too much here, but um, another thing, just like kind of speaking of the, the employee relationship and everything, I was speaking with another float center owner recently about, um, I don't know how to exactly say this other than being a jerk. Like you want somebody to an employee to do something different or change something or what have you. And, um, all you want to do is tell the person to do that. But what I've learned just, you know, five and a half years now, uh, is how you communicate being such an important part of having somebody accept what you're saying, not thinking you're a big old jerk and, like actually enjoying working at the job still. And it, it's one that is still, um, you know, you want to do the compliment sandwich. Like here's something nice, here's something I'd like you to improve, and here's something nice. And that just isn't how I communicate naturally or tend to like receive instruction either. Like 
great. Let's, let's get past the nice things. Awesome. 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 Like, tell me what, what to improve. Not, not to say I can't like my ego can't be hurt or anything like that, but I, let's, let's get to the nugget here. Um, but, uh, do you guys have any issues with communicating to your employees and, and have you felt a change in like who you are as a person or at least as a manager in communication? Yeah, actually. So Mark has gotten, and I say this in quotations, Mark has gotten a lot more mean. And when, <laughs> what he really means when he says that is uh, he is not beating around the bush. He's not trying to be nice. He's like, hey, I noticed this was this has been wrong consistently or we got this going on. Um, number one, is there something going on? Are you, do you have the tools? Do you not have the tools to complete it? Or are you just feeling tired tonight? What's going on? And two, this is what I need you to do. And he's being a lot, he's, he is getting better at being clear. Number one, what's wrong instead of beating around the bush. Cause he feels oh. bad saying it. Uh-huh. Number two, he's getting better at saying, okay, this is what's wrong. Being very clear about what's wrong. And this is how we need you to fix it. And how can I support you in fixing it? And he's, he's getting much more specific and I'm, I'm trying to, he's getting really good at it. And I'm trying to be better at that myself because you know, it's tough sometimes, especially for me. I don't like confrontation, um, which is really funny. Cause I guess sometimes I, I get a little, uh, I get a little bit so, but when it comes to my employees, um, I adore them. I love them. They're like, you know, I, I now have kids of my own and these are some <laughs> sweet kids. I want to like take them all home and. Um, feed them. It's really weird, but um, but you know you you have to balance that having yes their family or their you know people that you adore and also the, really the way that someone grows and the way that you help someone grows grow is being very clear and sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta you know say hey you screwed up and that's okay but this is what we need to do and I need you to. I need to see improvement. I need to see you trying. So it's you, getting better, but it's still it. hard. It's really hard. For sure. Um, how about you? Do you find communi- Do you find uh, there's an area or so that you struggle with, or that you're me? That you are change? Are you trying to change, or oh, what's been a challenge, and what's all been? The time. I, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I I feel like I don't think. I would be told I'm a bad manager by, by, by my employees, but I do think very poorly of my managing at the same time. I think that's kind of a weird thing. Maybe that's more like a personal self-esteem thing, but like I've, I just feel like there's so much room mm. for me to improve. And I will also give myself this, that that is a, is a very, very difficult task to do at the yes. same time. And, and it, it is kind of arguably like a unthinkable or, or a thankless position as well. Um, not necessarily, but, um, there's just so much to navigate through while, you know, running the business and everything. It's just, it's a, it's a really big piece and it is over. Well, maybe overwhelming isn't the right word, but it's very consuming, um, for, for myself personally. Yeah, me too. It takes a lot of energy to stay because you have to be present. You have to be focused. You have to be paying Mm -hmm. attention and, and yeah, like just every little thing we do is representing the business. And like a lot of times I want to like let my guard down and have some fun or whatever as well. But then it's like, well, that can represent the business differently as well. Or people can just get these assumptions about the business based on just kind of regular behavior. And um, 
some Sandra and I both feel sometimes like, oh wait, hey, we gotta we gotta reel that back, or we gotta approach this differently, or when we go into the business, we need to represent ourselves a, a particular way, or the energy of the business and all that stuff. You know, even if we're having a really crap day, or Sandra and I just had a fight or something like that, like it's like whoop. That that's not for them to have to deal with. We have to be managers and role models while we go into the space. Um, just like I, I think all of our employees do as well. Like you know, if, if they're having a bad day or whatever, there's a certain amount of you, you got to click it on for our customers. Mm-hmm. They're our number one priority, right? That's that's the thing for for them and for us. It's representing for our employees as well. Yeah, Lance, how and about it, you? Oh, had, like, yeah, have no. you seen growth or change? Uh, yeah, well, we, we had more employees in the past where that was a little mm-hmm. different. Um, but I myself, I have a very hard time with confrontation, like Amy said. And I, I get quite emotional and, and things like that. So it's, it's hard for me to be sort of stern and and, mm-hmm. and take that uncomfortable path. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, like like was just mentioned, that's what's needed for growth. And that's what's needed to for improvement. So... Uh, but yeah, it is definitely definitely something that constantly needs improvement, constantly needs um, um, work. But I hope I'm getting a little better. But still, when you know confrontation does arise, I, I do notice I get resistance and often mm. avoid it. Mm-hmm. And um, that never putting a patch on it never never gets anyone forward. So that is the truth. Now yeah. resentment just builds up and it gets worse and worse. I've made that mistake, and I have no one to blame mm-hmm. but myself when that happens. Yep. That's the truth. It's not the employee. It's me. It's that tough. Truth. Boy. And like you said, separating that sort of personal life or personal emotion from the business is, is also difficult. And I've noticed that something, especially as we spend so much time within our business, we often forget that we're doing some of this. And it's just um, if you're very stressed in your personal life and you're, you know, we're at our float center almost every day. It's sometimes you're bringing that to work and that's, you, you don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be bringing that to your float center and that's supposed to be a, an environment of almost the opposite. So, right. Um, yep. Absolutely. Again, something to work on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great. I actually, thanks for sharing guys. I actually really appreciate that. It's, it's something I, I, I value quite a bit is, just how I manage and Sandra is just amazing at it and is a great role model. But this is, this has been nice for me to, to hear from you guys. Thank you. Um, before we move on, Amy, can I ask you about, um, your business partners post in Flow Collective? Yeah. Yeah. So to give anybody a background who hasn't seen it or hasn't been to the Float Collective over in uh, Facebook, My, uh, to give you a little background, my business partner was in the music industry for 36 years and he was most of that time a very prolific songwriter and a a producer, among other things, um, pretty talented guy. And and he's very, very humble and doesn't talk a lot about who he is or what he's just done or what he's accomplished in his life. But um, he's had over, uh, I think it's over 60 or 70 songs published, several top three, top two, top ones. Um, And I do live in Nashville, Tennessee, which is Music City, USA, for those of you who are not um, familiar. So the main, one of the main things in our town that that people make money from uh, is the music industry. Most people are in some way songwriters or players or uh, something in the music industry. So it, it surrounds us all the time and we are all very sensitive towards the topic of music. And Mark wrote a post. There's something that really bugs him 
in the not just the float industry as well. We've had this conversation when I was in the massage industry, but uh, and that is the topic that people play music in their lobby and they play music in their tanks. And unless it is the music that you're using is licensed or you have paid for licensing, you are actually uh, stealing basically legally, um, uh, not legally, but by law, you're stealing from the, from the uh, songwriters. Um, And Mark as, and Mark's not the only one to feel this. And I'm sure everyone at some, some time or another has heard, um, songwriters are pretty, uh, pretty much bemoan the fact that they aren't seeing the money that they used to. And I, I knew Mark at his prime and I knew, uh, I had a very good indi- indication at least of how much he was getting in his checks. And I know what he gets now. Um, and we see how many plays the song is getting. And we know that his songs have probably been used, uh, in uh, some movies and some commercials and that sort of thing that he's not, not seeing money from at all. Um, and his checks went from tens and tens of thousands of dollars down to, you know, um, they don't even write you a check if you don't get $50. And he's like on his, his uh, notification each quarter and he hasn't received a check in a while, which kind of gives you an indication, despite the fact that he's getting still getting thousands of plays on Spotify mm-hmm. and uh, Pandora and YouTube and all kinds of places. So he wrote a post um, just explaining that. And I think y'all y'all read the post. I think he did it in a very in a very compassionate way. Absolutely. He just explained his story. He explained why, you know, he wanted to have a, he was trying to create a legacy so he could pass his two sons. He wanted to pass, be able to pass something onto his sons, um, something that was important to him. And yet his industry has pretty much dried up and he doesn't have that opportunity. Um, and so he pretty much just made an impassioned plea to the industry that, Hey, um, there are some options that you can use where you are licensed and the songwriters do get paid. And by the way, here's some music that I wrote that you're welcome to use. No problem. Download it for free. It's, it's not a problem. And we, we'll put a link to that in the notes. Um, but it, uh, it's something that's near and dear to our heart uh, in Nashville because we do have songwriters come in. We do have people that this affects. It's not just Mark. In my town, you know, who knows, 75% of people who come in are affected by this. And it is important. Um, So I just want to go over and let y'all know there are some really, I I think people perceive it as, oh, it's an expensive thing to do. It's it's one more thing to pay. It's really not that expensive. There's some options out there. Number one, like I said, Mark gave some music to download you can use in your tanks, including what we jokingly call the wake up song, which um, has successfully gotten a lot of those uh, sinkers out of the tank. Um, But uh, I've been using Pandora, which was twenty seven ninety nine a month, I believe, is what I was paying, or twenty six ninety nine a month. And they, it is specifically for business. It's not just the regular Pandora. It's specifically for business, so the, all you're, you're covered as far as your licensing. You can play it in your lobby. You can play it in your tank, and it's totally legal. The songwriters are getting paid. Everybody's happy. Um, Thanks to Greg uh, Griffin, he mm-hmm. pointed out that Spotify now has a program like that for business here in the U.S. I just mm-hmm. checked it out. I'm switching because <laughs> it's awesome. Um, that's yeah. $34.99 a month. And when you think about how much you're bringing in, that is a drop in the bucket to make sure that we're supporting the people that are providing the music. Um, in my town, I have actually had people walk in and ask me, what's this music that you're playing? Um, are you licensed to play the music? Wow. That is a important question to and, people where I live. And and were, were those yeah. 
just people, artists, or that was that a government official or? or a nope, body? those are just those are just my clients okay. who are nice. songwriters, wow. who are players, who are studio musicians. There, um, there are two companies that I'm aware of that are the ones in charge of distributing rights for like bars or three. any public music. Yeah. There's three, okay, three of them, and. Um, ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC. I might have personal feelings about how they mm -hmm. operate and everything. But yeah, the yeah we won't go is, into that. <laughs> is they're legal and um, yeah. they can walk in and say, you know, where's your music coming from? Mm -hmm. And if it's not, you know, like the Spotify version that's designed mm -hmm. for a commercial center, then it's not legal. And then right. they start fining you. And the fines are nothing to sneeze at. I'm sure. Um, and I know that's a controversial, It's it's been a controversial subject in Float Collective, which has broken Mark's heart. But I understand that there's several people who don't feel that that's, that they should have to do that. Um, Interesting. I didn't know that there was a, mm, a controversy around it. I, maybe yeah. I, I read it and uh, before there were too many posts on there. What was the, the other side of it? Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll just let you read that. I don't want to, I don't want to okay. regurgitate someone's <laughs> argument. Uh, sure. It was a very, very long one and they went back and forth a few times. So okay. I, I, I don't feel comfortable trying to, to, but, but, um, yeah. I so it. I understand, but it is, I just want y'all to know it is very simple. Um, it's true with Pandora, you do have to buy a $99, um, it's a little, uh, player that you can put that you can use to, uh, send your music into your center, but with Spotify, you don't even need that. You can use your Android, you can use your iPad, you can use your iPod Touch, you can use your... So it's real simple, it's real easy, and what's thirty four ninety nine a month, y'all? Mm -hmm. I mean... Spotify is the way to do it, yeah. Don't, it's don't pennies. Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> it's pennies. Um, yeah, so uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, it'd be interesting to, to see what other people are uh, are doing for music, and if there's other ones out there that I'm missing, because I know that there are. Um, Sirius FM also has one, or not Sirius FM, oh good lord. Sirius, whatever, Sirius Radio. Yeah, um, I think you got it right. They have one for business. It is XM. a bit more expensive. XM. Thank you. I'm oh. like, FM, <laughs> FM is not right. This is oh. not right. Uh, <laughs> thank it. you. Thank you so much, Lance. Uh, so there are some options, and I'd love to hear if anybody else is using another option. And also, the real cool thing that came from that um, from that uh, thread mm -hmm. was there are some other people out there writing some music for their float tanks. So maybe oh, nice. the uh, float community will get together, share the love, and uh, you know, write some... Write some music for each other. That's a beautiful thing. And cool. that way everybody's supported and happy and we're doing the right thing by our artists and the people who produce um, the things that we love that uh, enhance our float experience. If um, Now, without knowing uh, the, the controversy around this, I think mm -hmm. perhaps the most important thing is that it is the it's the law. Like you, you have, it is law. You have mm -hmm. to, uh, legally speaking. And it's mm -hmm. not something that the float shop has done. And I... Uh, the argument I would make is because there's just been very little access to like, how, how do we do that um, legally? And now as soon as we found out that Spotify is available, we're, we're switching over and we're stoked to do that. It's um, great. I really enjoy it. I've played, I've played with it all week and I think it's the best option out there. Nice. Yeah. Let's see here. Anything else, Amy, you want to share about your yeah. week? So I'm going to throw something else in. I, I did this, I did this marketing, uh, and I'm not sure if it's going to work, but, uh, it is national nurses week. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do come from a very long line of nurses, number one. So I'm very appreciative of the work that they do. I've seen mm -hmm. them work hard and long hours. I've seen my mother put in many hours and my grandmother, and my great grandmother. Um, I am not the nurse. 
so I'm the loser in the family, but that's okay. But I still want to celebrate and appreciate them because they're lovely people for sure. Um, the, uh, so I wanted to do something, number one for them, but I, I admit, you know, like all things, uh, I, there's something I want to do cause they're kind, but also, you know, a lot of us talk about, or a lot of us, one of our target markets is chronic pain, people living with chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And I've had a really tough time getting into, you know, getting the doctors to really pay attention, which I totally get. I've fought mm-hmm. that my whole life. I worked in a nonprofit organization with medical personnel. I know what it's like. Um, but I've noticed over the last few years that a lot of our clients who've been referred to us from doctor's office, really, it's the nurses saying, hey, you know what? You might want to check out this place um, and uh, kind of giving them the referral. So I've been trying to figure out ways to reach out to nurses and to identify the nurses that come into us. So uh, I did a just a brief ad since it's National Nurses Week. I know that we're a little slow right now, especially Monday through Thursday. So I said, hey, any nurse who wants to come in, Monday through Thursday, $49 float. And I put that out on Facebook and I targeted it very tightly. And we're having an amazing, amazing response. Nice. And now nice. on top of it, not only are we getting in front of the eyes of a lot of nurses out there, because I'll tell you what, you get one nurse, they're going to share it with, right. they, they're a very tight knit community. Um, but also when they come in and they use that specific code, now we've identified some nurses and now, mm-hmm. after that's done, I can follow up and say, hey, we also have this referral program. Why don't you take some referral cards and I'll send them our referral packet. And so I'm hoping, I don't have my measurements yet, but the response has been so fantastic and the interaction with the post has been really amazing, really kind of shocked me. Um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Um, I'm kind of excited about this and I, I think there's a great opportunity out there. It's just like a little little toe in the door to just start yeah. prying that open. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nurses have been great for us. And I actually had a, a nurse that was in today. She was actually a teacher at the college. Well, a teacher for the nurses. Mm-hmm. And um, I was saying that, you know, we'll hit a certain unit at the hospital here in Red Deer where someone will float. And then all of a sudden they'll go back and work their night shift. And then the rest of the unit's floating. And um, well, like you said, it's a tight knit community, and and we do see those influx of nurses come through, and they come in waves. <laughs> and boy, do they need to float! Bless them, they they uh, they work hard. And by the way, Lance, I noticed you mentioned the night shift. By the way, y'all, um, there is some there's it's like national. Okay, this is crazy, but national night shift or third shift workers day is coming up this week. So there's going to be a little bit more attention in the news for people who work late. And I think that's another, uh, target market that needs us pretty badly. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Little, little marketing nudge there. Yeah. Any shift workers. workers, We see a lot of people that will do like a 15 day work 15 days and five or six days off and, They'll come right when they get back or right when they go for their work to sort of help get them adjusted and set again. So. Nice. Uh, obviously, Sandra worked as a nurse for years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's absolutely, it's, it's brutal on the body. It, there's always a rush. There's crazy time constraints. They want so much out of you. And and uh, yeah, to, to be able to float nurses is awesome. I think we've had a discount since we opened for, for nurses just because... Sandra knows yeah. <laughs> their need, you know, um, and uh, funny, funny that you mentioned nurses, although I guess it's not that funny because it's, it's nurse week. We we had a nurse uh, come up 
to our front desk and say, hey, it's uh, Nurse Week coming up. Is there any way that you'd like to, you know, help support? I'm not sure if she was asking for um, like a, oh, I think it was a donation for a raffle, something something to that effect. And uh, I, I kind of tuned it out because I was like, uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, you're from Linfield. Sandra used to teach at Linfield. And how about we, we do something more fun? And, and Sandra actually ended up giving a presentation in their in their class this week which was really fun and it was especially fun because I got to be there with the baby girl and watch her speech and she's just so good in front of people and and of course with her people of of the nurse community she just absolutely rocked it and that was a lot of fun a lot of fun for me and then we did uh, give away floats as well we raffled floats and then also just gave everybody in the class a free float as well so it was it was pretty fun to to be part of that and talk to a community that the this community is just getting to know how much they're going to need the floating um, because there's a hospital nearby us but linfield is is the nurses in making so that was fun <clears throat> uh yeah, so here's to the nurses this week. Wahoo! Let's see here. Beyond that, for me, we... Yeah. So I think I lied accidentally on an episode a while back. I, Because I, you know, our, we record on Tuesdays and the episode comes out Thursdays. I said our membership was going to be what was released. I was thinking, well, uh -huh. I'm just going to say it this way. I'm never going to do that again. I apologize. I, What I should have said was it, it'll be by out by the time you listen to this or what have you. But even then, I would have accidentally been lying because we totally didn't understand how much detail goes into setting up memberships. And, um, you know, you, you create a vision in your head of what you want your membership to be. And then you realize there are just all these tiny little details that go into it. And so we were just working in MindBody and then working with MindBody on fine-tuning this membership program for weeks and weeks. And so, like, we, we, we said it was going to be released... Uh, I think it was, I don't know, sometime in April or the beginning of April, and it came out uh, at the beginning of May is when we actually launched, officially launched it. Technically, we did get the tools in place to, to start implementing people and bringing them on while we worked out the kinks and everything, which is probably the best way to do it anyway, right? Just have a little beta program mm -hmm. time. But, uh, but we finally did actually get our membership out there, and it feels so good. It is so much easier. It's I'm so <laughs> pleased. Nice. Um, now... I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do membership. Mm -hmm. I certainly have opinions and feelings on different memberships and how uh, people, uh, different um, businesses will do memberships by all means, but I don't think there's a right or wrong like um, way to do it as far as a float center goes. So in the past, we've done one float a month, two, uh, two floats, four floats, eight floats, and then secret menu, more floats than that a month. And that's just like, it seemed like the standard way to do it. And mm -hmm. it was fine. It worked fine. Um, we wanted to simplify it, make everything super easy so that once we say, once somebody says, you know, what, what are your memberships? Or if we bring up our memberships, it's easy to talk about, not here's a list of our items and here's all the fine print and here are the, you know, just boom, here's what it is. And so we came up with $59 floats, uh, follow-up floats are $39, 25% off massage and acupuncture. So it really drops the price down drastically for our members. And uh, there, I talked about this previously, there's a lot of risk to that. So instead of somebody giving us $200 at the top of the month, they're giving us $59 instead. And then, um, we, we just don't automatically get that money if they don't show up. If we were a gym, we would never switch to this model. We want, as a gym, we want people to pay their dues and not show up. So the people who do show up, have a bike to, to, uh, pedal and a treadmill to run on. 
but we don't feel good about that. Like that just isn't how we want to run our business. And the simplicity we think will be an asset as well. So we do have to make up in bulk. We have to have a lot of people sign up to this. So we did start out with a sale to get, get the excitement going, uh, put this awesome picture of uh, one of our floaters, Gad, up there, which is very eye-catching. And uh, it's got a lot of really positive response. And I think we've had 39 people sign up for it so far. And so wow. it feels like a really solid start to a, a membership. And I guess we're only nine days. Wow. Yeah, I just realized that. We're Wow. wow. Actually, <laughs> we're nine days in and we've had 30, 39 people sign up. That's pretty darn good now that I think about it. Um but that doesn't mean we're done by any stretch. And so, um, you know, Amy, as we've been working on this roundtable, it, it's really been helping clarify me, you know, how to launch a campaign and how to launch um, this, I guess I want to call it a product, but, the, mm-hmm. you know, this particular membership. And um, so, you know, we're switching up every week. There'll be a different type of ad that goes out. There'll be a Facebook Live video that goes back out. And so this this has an actual rollout campaign to it. Um, mm-hmm. And even after the sale ends, which will let people know the sale is about to end, you know, get it now, get that FOMO, fear of missing out. And, uh, and then we'll continue mentioning it throughout the rest of the year as well, at least monthly about this, this membership. Um, and, uh, it is so easy to talk about. It's beautiful. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love it. There, there is the extra incentive that there's a $10 off sale. So it's not just this month, but it's $10 off for, for your whole membership time. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll be curious after that, how easy it is to talk about and how excited people are. But I mean, people are just like, like it's a no brainer. It's, it's just so obvious. This is the right thing to do. And, and the reason I personally love it, you can tell I'm a little, little excited here, but, uh, the, the reason I'm so excited about it is that it's flexible for how they actually use our business. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, you go on vacation or what have you, you only float once that's fine. And then you want to have eight floats in the next month. That's great. You know, and you're still getting great savings no matter what. And so, I love that. I just absolutely love that. Does that cap us? So the the negatives potentially could be we get so busy, we could have 500 members paying $500 a month and only 10 of them show up. That would be awesome financially. Um, but with our membership style, it, we, we are capped on how much people are floating for how much money we're actually going to make. Whereas with, with another model, you could potentially make more money and just not have people in your float tank. So there, there is a, you know, a, pros and cons to this style by all means. Um, and, and we definitely create a cap for ourselves by doing this. So, um, with that being said, I feel good about it. You know, that's a, that's a really important part of this. And, uh, we feel confident enough five and a half years in to go, we can make this really bold switch. I else, I, I think it's bold for, for me, <laughs> it feels like a bold move, um, to a, a new style of membership that has risk associated with it. So, yeah. And there are some risks, like you said. I think I think the important thing is for us, because just like you, we had the multiple tiers, and we were making in the beginning a lot more money with those tiers, and it was scary to pull that out and be like, you know what, we're going to make ourselves go like half, we're going to be making half as much as we do now for memberships, uh-huh. um, and it's scary. So the important th- thing with this and the, th- the things that we've been tracking is, are we ultimately making? more money per client for lifetime, uh, lifetime, um, 
amount oh. per client. So it is important. That's that's the hard thing for us with this single membership is, okay, they're only getting one float a month. Before, they used to do two. So we want to make sure that they don't just, you know, they went from two member or two floats a month, just drop to one, and we never see them again for that second time. So now we have to figure out other ways to motivate them to come in and do those multiple floats. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's um, important for their health, first of all, for, mm-hmm. you know, they were used to that that level. Um, so in some ways, now it has gradually built up and we're seeing some success and we're happy that we did it. Here we are a little over a year later, but, um, but it definitely has its struggles with it as well. Like you said, especially we only have three tanks, you have four. So I think, you know, for you, it's going to be fantastic. You have a little bit more wiggle room than we do. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it definitely scales with the size of your business for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, it can be that- scary, but good. <laughs> There's a little bit, little bit of fear. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it though. And, and again, it, uh, yeah, the 39 signups was, I felt like a good number, but for some reason in the back of my mind, I felt like that was over the course of a month. But, uh, again, time has lost all meaning to me and it's, it's only been nine days so, <laughs> since we've officially launched it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's exciting. Congratulations. Uh, thanks so much. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Also, you know, you did mention, um, I'm not sure if this is what you meant, but you know, with the kind of turn and burn method of like say a, a, a valleys or whatever, mm-hmm. they can, you know, maybe they sign up for the summer, they think that they're going to be coming in and they don't, but then they quit, right? So um, there, there could be a lot of turnover with that. And we want clients who do float, make it a regular practice and, and want to stay with us over a long term. Yeah. Were, were you getting at that as well? Yeah. Um, so our turnover has definitely slowed. Um, are nice. it's, yeah. So it has solved that issue. Um, we're still, you know, like I said, the constant struggle is those people who went from two floats to one float, how can we motivate them to come in when they need to? Obviously, like you said, summer months when they're traveling, it's really nice for them because, you know, they only have one float waiting for them instead of two and three. Cause that's what would happen is they would get behind one month where they didn't use both of their floats or all four of their floats. Mm-hmm. And then it would start to pile up and they'd start to be like, whoa, 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 I can't do this. I've got to stop this use up my floats and then, you know, it'd be a tough sell to get them back. Right. Uh, but yeah, right. so we're seeing them stay with us for a much longer period of time. Um, and like I said, we're getting better at getting them to, to float and do multiple floats per month. In our case, we don't have other things like massage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if your folks um, do partake in more of your other wellness uh, services. That'll be be kind of interesting as well. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. But but that has been a, a bit of a struggle for us. But that said, still overall, we are now making more money than we did before um, because we've over doubled our, uh, tripled actually our membership base. Congrats. Uh, so, Congrats to you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That sounds great. But remember, we're small. We, we didn't have a whole lot to start with. This sounds <laughs> impressive until you actually start hearing the real numbers. Hey, and you're like, oh, business. well, you know, good for you, girl. Um, but, you know, <laughs> pat me on the head and send me on the way. But still, you know, um, when you only have a three-tank center and that's all you do, it's still, for us, it, it's good. But the numbers are not massive and huge. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because this is the cool thing about memberships. It is, it's tough to do it, to pull that trigger. And then you don't really know for, you know, six months in six months, you might have an idea of how it's helped or where you need to tweak things. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's always like holding your breath for six months. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, you're getting big savings with this and that, Mm -hmm. that could potentially be dangerous for us. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Yeah. So. I was okay. going to, let me add real quick, since we're talking about memberships, 
I did something recently, and I, it, I'm going to just credit Lance with this. Nice. Um, it, except I did it kind of, you know, usually I do things very planned, and I did this not very planned at all. Um, I added a membership to my price list. Oh. Um, and it's an annual membership. They get 13 flows. They can share it with, uh, in my case, just one other person. And I put it on there. Now I have never mentioned it. I have never sent it out in a newsletter. I don't have a blog post written on it. I've never done a mm. Facebook live. Uh, literally all I did was put it on the price list and people what start it? buying it. It's, it's an annual membership. It's almost $600. They get 13 floats, and then any additional floats are 40, 40, 49 or 45. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's Florida Sun. Um, <laughs> but it's it's our lowest price float uh, around. And without doing any marketing, we are getting about one every two weeks buying this almost $600 membership. I finally said to Mark the other night, it's like, I really need to find out who these people are and <laughs> understand it more. And maybe, you know, actually try to market it and, and help and create something really good for them. Because obviously when someone outlays that much money, they've got it. That's pretty much an indication. They're one of your raving fans and we need to, mm-hmm. we need to honor them and to, you know, see what we can do to make it even better. But it's interesting. Some of those things you throw out there, you don't think much about turn out to be some really, a really nice boost for your business. So our yearly members have been like some of the best members we've had. <laughs> So we've we've been doing that since day one. We've had our year year yearly membership, uh-huh. and it's it's been great for us. So we've had oh, some people fantastic. renew. We've had people renew three times, like three yearly memberships. Wow. So and that wow. just locks them in at a, our cheapest rate, and mm-hmm. um, it's just basically paying for their floats up front at a discounted rate. And nice. for us, that's a lot of people. Our monthly membership has to come out on a credit card. Our yearly member is a one-time payment. So people that don't have credit cards or things like that, they can come in and pay cash, and they're still getting the benefits of a, a member. There's something to it. I haven't uh, looked into it too much, but um, yeah, it's really piqued my interest, Lance. I'm, I can't believe with no effort at all, these people who are doing this. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by it and I'm excited to see what we can do to grow that, that aspect and how we yeah. can better serve them and how they can fit into our marketing as well. And, you know, uh, this is something Lance has talked about, you've talked about it, but basically like member benefits, like doing cool Mm -hmm. things for your members that they feel special and are happy to, you know, be in your space. And uh, there is something cool that the Float Shop is working on for everybody who signs up for this new membership that they're not even told about. And it's going to be a really fun surprise. And I I can't talk about it yet just because it's possible things could fall through and it's a bit of a project, uh, but I'm extremely excited about it and hopefully get to tell you guys about it in the future. Or if it does completely fall apart, I'll tell you what it was as well but uh yeah yeah, surprises are good uh keeping that excitement is going we send out some gifts um from time to time we we like to do things for them i think that's important i think that is a very important part of membership is it's not over once they sign that contract folks that's when Mm. everything starts Mm. and the only way it's successful is if you put the effort into creating it to be special and not and, and making them feel special and making it significantly different than just the regular offering. Um, there needs to be a bit of yourself in there. And that's when the hard part yep, starts. That's true. That's true. 
Before we continue, I just want to give a shout out to Floathelm. Floathelm is the software that was designed from the ground up to work for float centers. So people can schedule their floats using Floathelm, all your customers can. And on the back end, you can do everything you need to do, like track your measurements for your float tanks, whether that's salinity, hydrogen peroxide, all that good stuff is trackable. You can keep your uh, uh, employee guide in there as well. Um, there's a log that can go continually throughout to uh, have conversations with your employees, uh, as well as project management. Uh, there's quite a bit more, even than that, built into this uh, software. So floathelm.com is where you want to go to check them out. Um, let's see here. I do want to just make a quick mention. Um, you know, we went to we went to Rise. We had a great time. I came back extremely inspired, and um, it just it kind of actually just helped me have a whole head shift in, uh, how do I, how do I say this? Like, um, yeah, I, I've been, I've been, I don't know if upset is the right word, but a lot has come up with me because of, uh, letting go of employees and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I've been a little emotional about that and it's been difficult and, uh, it rise was just a great kind of reminder. And not that this was the aim of rise at all, but it really just helped me focus on, you know what? I can process this in a float tank. I can process this in the back of my mind, but I can't let it be consuming. I can't let it consume me. I need to focus on the business. And I just had this really great kind of, I don't know if awakening, refresh, refreshing, uh, refocus on business and getting things done and um, just having structure to it and making sure my mind is focused on something that's getting something done as opposed to just spinning like a whirling dervish, you know? I, and so, um, I'm, I'm just really happy about that. <laughs> it, nice. it, uh, it's not, not to say those things aren't affecting me at all anymore or anything like that or that they don't come mm -hmm. up, but I've just had a really nice refocus on business. So, yeah. Is, is there anything that you're changing that, that you are kind of bringing back in your business that you've been inspired to do by from Rise? Um, not again, not specifically from Rise, because I think Rise was so much to, that had to do with the the float experience itself. Um, and uh, what, what I took away was just energy about floating <laughs> and my business. And I just again, it just helped me kind of switch this toggle switch to to focus mm -hmm. mode. And mm -hmm. uh, that's been nice. Probably starts out with getting back to the rhythm of waking up and having my morning coffee and thinking about business, you know, that um, used to be how it was. And it, and it wasn't always I put a little Art of the Float uh, Instagram or Twitter post on that uh, that experience because it's uh, yeah it 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 is kind of what you should be doing if if it's your business like what are you doing every day to benefit your business to make it better is really important so mm -hmm. yeah that's that's where I'm aiming. Awesome. Let's see here, just just wanted to to mention that and uh, the other thing that kind of bridges off of that is that the um, Float Shop has added more turnover than it's had in quite some time recently. And we had somebody who was a, a trainee and a, about a weekend, she decided she didn't want to stay with us and move on. And it's totally cool. And it's all good. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just more fresh faces than we're used to. And so, um, we have paused our, uh, bringing on new people for our internship program. And so that's something that starts on Tuesdays to kind of get the get the flow of how things work and they train with Emily and then uh, it's potentially it's possible for them then for the rest of the week to go about the uh, rest of the the float shop and help out with that and so something we want to do is not just let it be on Tuesdays anymore but have a baseline dress code have particular things that need to be met just like you would for a job 
to show up as an intern, but we're so stuck in training people right now. We can't actually uh, bring on interns at the moment. It would just be, it would just feel like too much at the moment. So I'm, I'm really excited to get to that point where we're going to get our, our staff all trained up. Everybody's going to be good to go. And then um, I think, I mean, people, we, we do four hours of work for a float. So it's like a really good deal to, to get a float. And it's incredibly beneficial for our employees to have assistance during those transitions or just the folding of towels and all that stuff. So there's more time to, you know, pick up the phone and, and answer voicemails and all that stuff. So um, are, are you guys doing any kind of internship, volunteer programs, anything like that? You know, our our float center is so tiny, that, <laughs> quite frankly, um, it's really hard. If, if there's more than two of us there, sometimes Mark will go in and, and work with our with, work with another employee. And I know that if he's there with another employee, there's no space for me to even sit. <laughs> and that's literally, and sometimes they'll give me a little TV tray and put me in the kitchen, which by the way, uh, the door hits me every time somebody comes in. Um, but that's just our, that's our situation. I would love to do that. I, I hope that at some point in the future we'll be able to, because I think that would be, it's teaching, which for me is something that inspires me and keeps me that gets me excited I love to teach people mm-hmm. so I would love to do that in the future that's why I was kind of curious about what you were doing and how that program set up because wow what how how much fun would that be for me that would be like you know dessert after a big meal it'd be awesome I think to me that sounds like that sounds like a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, it's yeah. more people to manage, <laughs> more people is. to train. Like, I think for me, like from the outside looking in, there's a lot of trade off that comes to doing something like that. Um, personally, like we don't do it. I I would like to do it, but again, it does feel like it comes with its own little yeah. pile of, of extra work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, you it's do definitely a double edged yeah. sword. Yeah, because teaching teaching does require a lot of energy. You have to be focused. You have to be present. You have to be with them. And there are a lot of, at least here in the U.S., a lot of legal demands. When you have an internship, you're required to make sure that, you know what, it should inconvenience you. It's supposed to inconvenience <laughs> you. It is. And <laughs> and it's true. Now, I've said all that. And that, sa- that said, Mark has told me he really thinks we should bring on like a uh, an intern to help with marketing and that sort of thing. I said, Mark... Hmm. You are going to be training someone new every few months. You don't want to do that. It is going to take up a lot of work. But I don't know. There's something about just teaching the basics, the day-to-day of a workshop that appeals to me. But I'm crazy, so whatever. Why would Uh, they have to train somebody new every few months? Well, you know, as the internship ends. Like, he was thinking, like, he he had at his former um, baseball training academy, he brought on an internship, a marketing internship from a college that would spend, I believe it was like four months or five months Four, four or five months with him and he would you know work on specific projects with them but he had to think about the project he had to sure. you know make sure that oh, they yeah. understood his branding and blah blah blah, blah mm-hmm. and on and on and on and we're so i mean he when you do that type of internship with marketing and business and that sort of thing you really have to be that's yeah. on the ball but, and you really have to be uh, looking over their shoulder and helping and guiding and it's a little different than I think than teaching folding the basics. Yeah, and, folding towels, teaching the basics, yeah. teaching the flow of a float center and what really goes into a float and how we, you know, talk to our clients and how we, uh, you know, facilitate their experience. Mm-hmm. Totally different thing. That to me sounds like fun. Teaching someone business or marketing intern to me is a little, little different. But um, and. 
I, I do think that you can potentially have that internship go on. I know if it is through a school, you know, they're definitely going to be moving right. on, but it is possible to have longer term. And yeah, I never even mm. thought about like having a, a marketing intern in there. That's actually, I was like, well, maybe I should talk with Mark about that. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> but, but again, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, it requires a yeah. lot of attention up front. So, and as soon as there's nothing to do anymore, they're right there like, okay, what's next? And yeah, so he, until they have the comfort mm -hmm. and full understanding of how everything works, yeah. There's, and you have to make uh, sure they're, they're scheduled <clears throat> and planned. Oh yeah. yeah good call. I'm curious about legalities too. Like what are the legalities mm -hmm. for this? Can you just take somebody, call them a volunteer or a, yeah. an intern and get them to work for bartering a service. I, I think the government <laughs> likes their taxes. Yes. And, exactly. You know, that's yes. not really falling into place here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Nope. Go Don't ahead. I was going to say volunteers are very different from internships. Volunteers, there is a, it's basically like, just like when you barter things, you do have to, you know, have that value and you do have to pay taxes on that valued service. Um, so I think both of them, uh, you know, have their own requirements. There are legal requirements for both things. Don't just go into it, not <laughs> talking to your lawyer and not getting your right. paperwork set up. Um, I'm sure Dylan can talk more about this than, than I can, but particularly internships, you really do have to prove and show that you, that you're taking on the burden, that it is an inconvenience to you. This is not like, oh yeah, we're going to do internships so that they can fold our towels. Dylan's not saying that. Trust me on this one. Um, it's it's uh, a lot more than yeah, a lot more than that. Be getting knowledge of your industry and mm -hmm. being able to actually do that do that job or that career path. So do you have to path. create like an education package where you say through this eight week internship you're going to be learning we'll learn. XXX? Like that's pretty much it. And so I just want to step back real quick and just say. Um, you should definitely talk to a lawyer before doing this. We're definitely going into some legal territory that is going to change state to state. And so everything that I say isn't going to be accurate to everybody who's out there. But just as a, as a baseline, I would say it's safe to say, yeah, absolutely, Lance, you do have to have documentation that's going to talk about what you're learning through, like an actual learning course to, to get you like to the other. Like a syllabus. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think that it necessarily needs... Uh, timestamps like on week five it's this week eight it's this um so i think um you can't just have somebody folding towels the entire time because if if the government came knocking on your door and that was the case for somebody that would be you know that's that's not guiding them through a career path and although actually there's a surprising <laughs> amount of time folding towels but uh you know eventually they need to um be in the rooms and they, then they need to understand how the pump systems work and uh, cleaning those or maybe mixing a batch of, of water, you know, wh what have you, like just, just on the course to, to get into that um, knowledge of, uh, of the business. Um, so there are restrictions on how long somebody can be an intern. I want to say it's two years, but maybe it's a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, again, don't, don't quote me on that, but just know that there is, there is a cap uh, for how long somebody can um, intern. Fortunately for us, if anybody seems to have gotten near that, uh, amount not not that I know that they have or not, but we we've hired out of the pool anyway, so they've they've just become employees anyway, which has worked out awesome. In fact, just recently another intern became an employee just actually this week. Probably should have mentioned that uh, as well. Um, let's see here. Beyond that, um, I that's all that is actually coming to mind. Yeah, go ahead, Amy. I know one of the other things is you can't you have to make sure they understand you are not promising them a job at the end. Mm -hmm. It has mm -hmm. to be very clear. I know in some states that I've lived in, you have to have uh, paperwork that needs to be signed. There needs to be a paper trail. 
and you do have to have a syllabus and you do have to like mark off when they've learned this, this, and this so that there's Sounds like a lot of work. It's, it, it can be yeah. on the, on the front end. Once that get that paper, you got to yeah. get that paperwork set up. It is a program. Once the paperwork's set up, it's just a matter of signing, you know, signing but, things. And but when we're slammed and we, we're stacked with acupuncture, massage and floats mm-hmm. to have a third person there. I mean, that is my dream is to have three, three people working at during a transition time. And so when that actually manifests, that is boom, cash money the best. I love that. So it is, it is worth it. Uh, one other thing, this is actually mentioned to me by Graham of float on quite a while ago was the, uh, floats are not actually, while while it seems obvious to call it, call it trade four hours for a float. What it actually is, is a requirement that for every floor, four hours of work, you experience a float because understanding floating is very important to being in the float industry and running a float center. So that's, that's actually how that works Mm -hmm. with us. Uh, with with any internship program, uh, I think we covered the, the the basic deets on that one. Yeah, without getting too much into the legalese of things, yeah. and that that really is something you want to run past a lawyer first before you officially implement that. And uh, yeah, 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 it's not free labor, y'all. It's not free labor by any yeah. means. <laughs> and, and like Lance is getting intimidated yeah. by the amount of work that goes into it up front. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. that's why everybody doesn't just have interns all over the place. It, well, especially it, it is a lot you of know. Work. Especially if you work and you you train someone and and they get to understand it and and get moving forward and then they quit and or they just drop off. And oh you sure, have to, yeah. you know, train Absolutely. someone else and it's like you're always starting from from square one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, you hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Because with volunteers, like the turnover is is ridiculous, right? It's not the same yeah. as as employees, and there's not as much like bond to needing to show up. And for them, it's like. Hey, if I'm not there, it's not like they're paying me. It's not like I'm, re- yeah, it's just not the same. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. turnover is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and this is mainly for the Tuesday thing. I really enjoy people who don't fit in at a job, have you know mental disabilities, what have you, being able to successfully uh, get work done and feel good about it is been something that I, I absolutely love about having our internship program at, at the float shop. So that's, that's nice. And yeah, yeah, I'll leave it at that. It's, it's been, it's been really cool. Um, let's see here. Anything else you guys want to share before we wrap it up? This has been, been a fun, fun talk guys. It's been We're fun. Good. Yeah. Uh, thank y'all. Um, picking up, picking up Amy's. I was just going to say y'all. That's my territory there. I know. Northwest I really use man. it naturally now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, let's hear. I thank you guys, Amy, Lance. Thank you for being here. Thanks, producer Brian. Thanks, Emily, for writing the show notes on this episode. And to everybody else, remember there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. 